You are listening to Daily Devotions with Pastor Robert Marsbach. We believe that these devotions will encourage and strengthen you. So tune in, connect, and be blessed. For any more information, please visit us online at lifechurchuk.org. Welcome to Life Devotions, and thank you for joining me today. I write what you know is the title of this devotion. Jesus said in one of his, in one of the gospels, to whom has, more will be given until he has an abundance. Then he said too, I think in John seven, for those of you who long to do the will of my father, you will know that the words I speak to you come from him. You'll recognize it. And I think that it is so important, dear friends, that we know the part of the covenant that we read about in Hebrews chapter 8 and Hebrews chapter 10, quoting from the book of Jeremiah and Ezekiel, is that the covenant anointing of God is that His Word, His commandments are written, excuse me, in our hearts and in our minds and that we will personally know, perceive, recognize God and have no need for anyone to tell us to know Him because we will know Him already and our lawless deeds, our sins will be remembered no more. This is the real new birth experience is that the Word comes alive because it says in 1 Peter 1 verse 23, I think it is, we have been born again by the incorruptible seed of the ever-living Word of God. A new birth comes, and that new birth comes out of the Word, Christ, the living Word, living in our heart, opening up unto us the Scriptures, because it is through Christ that the Scriptures are opened up unto us, because He is the Scripture, He is the Word of God. And as the Word lives in our heart and we read the Scriptures, it becomes life to us. So let me read to you from 1 John chapter 2, verse 7, please. Brethren, I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. The old commandment is the Word which you heard from the beginning. <clears throat> I write no new commandment to you, but an old commandment which you have had from the beginning. You know this. You know the commandment. Love the Lord your God with all your heart and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus in Matthew chapter 22 was asked what was the great commandment. Jesus said, teacher, verse 36, which is the great commandment in the law? And Jesus said to him, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. I find that most 
phenomenal if you meditate on that thought that the nature of all prophetic utterance, of all prophetic revelation that brings forth the knowledge of the truth hangs on this very nature and character is to love the Lord with all your heart and to love one another with His great love. And Jesus Christ is the one who helps remind us by His indwelling life of what is the commandment of God and that when you read the scriptures, <clears throat> it opens up to you. However, every one of us can have the con conflicting mindsets of the natural nature, of the carnal nature. As it says in Galatians 5.20, that the flesh drives against the spirit and the spirit against the flesh. And these two are contrary to one another. The natural nature, as Paul would say in Romans 7, contradicts the law of God, where the spirit nature obeys the, the law of God, and we have to choose. Am I going to live to please myself and spiritually die, or am I going to spiritually live and follow God? And you make a choice within yourself. Now, that choice can be for a season as the scripture becomes like a mirror to us, as it says in 2 Corinthians 3, 17 and 18, it can become something that constantly is arguing with you, this is the way, follow it. That's not the way, don't follow it. And where the calling voice comes to you and comes to you, where God holds up the mirror to you and begins to hold you accountable, and provide you a way of escape or provide you a spirit of deliverance, which is the nature of the Lord Jesus. And I find it very powerful, friends, when I think about this. Romans chapter two, verse four in the Passion Translation has this verse that I love. You know, it's the goodness and long sufferance of God that leads to repentance, the King James would say. Listen to it in the Passion Translation, Romans 2, verse 4. Do the riches of the extraordinary kindness, again, do the riches of His, God's, extraordinary kindness make you take Him for granted and despise Him? Haven't you experienced how kind and understanding He has been to you? Don't mistake His tolerance for acceptance. Do you realize that all the wealth of his extravagant kindness <clears throat> is meant to melt your heart and lead you into repentance? When God shows mercy to us, right, it doesn't mean that he agrees with the way we've been, but he provides a way of escape. He provides his mercy and grace as a way of escape. And God comes, my friends, to us again and again with His living Word. And I understand that when you get pricked by the Word, that it, it, it convicts you and you feel bad about a certain area, you can see the difference in response. When you've been humbling yourself before the Lord, you go, yes, Lord, yes, Lord, yes, I know I need to change this. I know, help me, Lord. Help me, Lord. I'm trying, I'm trying, but I keep failing. Help me. 
That's Romans chapter 7. That is actually a very important stage to go through in your spiritual growth that you realize what I should do, I don't. What I should not do, I do. Oh, wretched man am I, Romans 7. That you realize I don't have the ability within my own nature to walk holy before God and to be righteous in His sight. I need a Savior. I need Christ to come and dwell me by His Spirit to enable me with His nature to be well-pleasing to God. And that is an important spiritual growth to come to. It develops a certain nature of humility, Christ's humility in you, a dependence upon Him, a reliance upon Him, a trust, dependence, trust in Him to enable you to be well-pleasing to God. He works the willingness and ability, Philippians 1 verse 6 says. And so I write to you what you know is what I'm talking about. And it's interesting that you know I should do it, but you don't do it. Jesus said, it's not only those who hear my words, but who do them that will be like a wise man who builds his house upon the rock. It's not always hearing and never coming to the knowledge of the truth Paul warns against, but that we have the action. Jesus was shown to be the Son of God, not only in the action of doing what God had spoken, but in the very nature in which that action was. It's not just that we cross every T and dot every I, that we show righteousness. It's the spirit by which we do it. The spirit by which Jesus offered himself in obedience to that which was written about him was so sweet to the Father, it was like perfume, Ephesians 5 verse 2 says. It was a sweet fragrant, a well-pleasing sacrifice that wholly and completely satisfied the law of God. Therefore, he can now impart that very nature into you and me that we become who we are by his grace. Now, when the Spirit, when the Word, when God begins to bring back to us, this is really where I want to go in this teaching today. When the Word of God comes back to us again and back to us again about what we already know but aren't doing, I have found the Lord very forbearing and long-suffering. Jeremiah, in chapter 3 of his phenomenal book, Lamentations, says in verse 21, This I recall to mind, therefore I have hope. Because of his mercies, we are not consumed. Great is his faithfulness. That's where we get the song, uh, morning by morning, new mercies I see. All I have need of thine hand has provided. Great is thy faithfulness, O God. Phenomenal, beautiful hymn. And dear friends, the Lord comes to us with the word. Let me take you, let me give you an example here in the Gospel of Luke. The Gospel of Luke, chapter 10. Okay, starting at verse 25. And behold, a certain lawyer stood up 
and tested him, Jesus, saying, Teacher, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? And he said to him, What is written in the law? What is your reading of it? So he answered and said, You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Same thing that Jesus said there in Matthew chapter 22 from verse 36. And Jesus said to him, You have answered rightly. Do this and you will live. Right? So he knew what was written. But look, but he wanting to justify himself said to Jesus, who is my neighbor? In other words, he knew within himself, I'm not doing it. I know, but I don't do what I know. All of us have this. I have it, we all have it, that there are areas in our lives where we already know the will of our Father, but we're not yet doing it. <clears throat> where we know it's not the will of our Father that we do certain things, but we do it. And we all can have that conviction laboring in us. As Paul would say in Romans chapter 8, verse 25, 26, 27, in our human nature, we don't all always know exactly how to pray, but the Spirit of Christ in us, the Holy Spirit, yearns within us with groanings that we do not know how to express. But the Heavenly Father looking into our hearts knows the will of the Spirit and works things together for our good who are being called to be conformed to the image of His Son. That's up to verse 29. So, friends, that groaning, that yearning, now, I have come to love that groaning and yearning, but when you haven't grown spiritually, it may be almost depressive. It may be like, I don't know, I feel so unhappy. I don't feel I'm achieving. I don't feel I'm, oh, life is so empty. And that is the groaning and yearning for you to begin to enter into the doing of the will of the Father. And in the doing is the joy. In the doing is the excitement. You can dream about something, but until you do it, you will not taste it. You will not see it. <clears throat> and so this man, he wasn't doing what he knew. Jesus said, what do you read in the law? He quoted that perfect scripture, love God and love your neighbor. And then Jesus said, wow, look at this, you know. Well, do this and you will live. And he said, well, who's my neighbor? <clears throat> and Jesus gives him the story of how a man had been overcome by robbers and beaten and left destitute. And a Levite came by and didn't do anything for him. And a priest came by and didn't do anything for him. But when a Samaritan, despised Samaritan came, he was moved with compassion and he bound up his wounds and he took him on his mule to an inn and cared for him there. And Jesus, listen, it says here, Jesus said in verse 36, Now, which of these three, the Levite, the priest, and the Samaritan, do you think was neighbor to him who fell among thieves? And he said, He who showed mercy on him. 
Then Jesus said to him, go and do likewise. Now, I believe that the Lord, dear friends, is so gracious when we have areas in our lives that we know, we know it. And the scripture comes to us through the preaching and we know it, but we're not engaging. We're not responding through corresponding action. And then the Lord comes to us in different ways to bring us to a point of obedience. You see, obedience was the masterful grace of our Savior by which he showed himself to be God. It is first and foremost in his humility that he showed his divinity. But that humility had its, had its perfection, its completion, its, its full manifestation in his sweet obedience. And I say sweet as in such a perfect spirit of yieldedness, of loving, of giving himself to the Father. That spirit of obedience that manifested the perfection of his humility is that grace that Jesus keeps coming to you and me with to enable us. He works within us the willingness, but also the ability to please God. I mean, we have this beautiful verse here in Philippians chapter 2. Listen to this. Now, dear ones, as this is verse 12 of Philippians 2. As you have always obeyed my suggestions, so now not only with the enthusiasm you would show in my presence, but much more while I'm absent, listen to it, work out, cultivate, carry out to the goal, fully complete your own salvation with reverence and awe and trembling and self-distrust, with serious caution, tenderness of conscience, watchfulness against temptation, timidly shrinking from whatever might offend God and discredit the name of Christ, not in your own strength. For it is God who is all the while effectively at work in you, energizing, creating in you the power and desire both to will and to work for his good pleasure, satisfaction and delight. It is the Father who works this. Now, where is it that you know I'm not showing due mercy. I'm not showing due grace. I'm being judgmental. I'm being harsh. I'm not having that neighborly love here. I get provoked and irritated. And I don't have any grace here. I don't have any mercy. The slightest mistake they make, I notice it and I punch at it with my irritation. And you don't show this spirit that I just read to you from Romans 2 verse 4. Do the riches of his extraordinary kindness make you take him for granted and despise him? Haven't you experienced how kind and understanding he has been? Don't, make, don't mistake his tolerance by, uh, for acceptance. Do you not realize that all the wealth of his extravagant kindness is to melt your heart? and lead you to repentance. It is that spirit of grace and mercy that introduces the opportunity for change. And that's that neighborly love, that forbearing mercy, that forbearing grace, that forbearing kindness, or as, or as uh, Paul would say here to the Colossian church in chapter three, verse 12. Listen, oh, how I love this. Clothe yourself, therefore, 
as God's own chosen ones, his own picked representatives who are purified, holy and well-beloved by God himself, by putting on behavior marked by tender-hearted pity and mercy, kind feeling, lowly opinion of yourselves, gentle ways, and patience, which is tireless and long-suffering that has the power to endure whatever comes with good temper, with a good mood, good attitude. Be gentle, forbearing with one another. And if one has a difference, a grievance or a complaint against another, readily pardon each other. Even as the Lord has freely forgiven, so you must forgive. There's this, <clears throat> this spirit of the doing. And friends, it's not just that you do it, but the spirit by which you do it. Now, you know, I write what you know. Wouldn't it just be absolutely delightful where before the scripture would have to argue with you because there was not that same nature there was not that representing that when the light of the scripture would came, you would see yourself in it as a new man, a new woman of God, somebody who mirrors that heavenly life living in your heart and where the word is a constant delight and you delight yourself in the Lord and he's able to, to give you the desires of your heart because your nature represents him. And where before it wasn't like that, before you would go, Oh, come on, why does he keep preaching on this? It just, it just makes me feel terrible. Because the groaning and yearning of the Spirit to conform you to his image hasn't yet broken through because you're still not cooperating like you could have maybe, or the working of it hasn't come to fullness yet. It isn't always that we don't cooperate. It's just that we're still in the, such a transforming moment. But dear friends, what I want to say in closing is this. Trust Him who started a good work in you to complete it. Trust Him. He will not abandon the good work He began in you. He will bring you to fullness where when the Spirit is speaking the Scriptures to you or you're reading it and it's coming to you, it's mirrored through the life in you and the nature in which you live where you would hear about loving your neighbor and your heart is overflowing with love for those around you and for any and everybody and you feel the confirmation of it within yourself. You hear the yay and amen of Christ spiriting you to the word and you're living in the excitement of seeing that which is written fulfilled in you. Amen. Have a good day.